0: show rundown, but we will talk about how you like to touch penis today. Uh. Oh, hey, we're live. Are we really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is Fight
1: Fans Radio. Alrighty, I'm back. And we're live.
2: The first time, 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 the first, the first time, the first, the first <laughs>
3: hey oh, now you're now you're
1: Hey, everybody, 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 everybody. Uh, hey, hey. Oh, Hi, Jesus. we're live. We're live.
3: Well, my, my, Derek,
1: my, and I my, live. Name, my name is Matthew Roth. What? It doesn't work. Well, no, he reset, I'm I'm reset his
0: router right before we got here. This is as live as Matt Roth is going to get. So we better just roll with it.
1: <laughs> wait, wait I, are you guys really not hearing me at all?
3: No, I, we hear you now, but you, uh, you, you were lagging during the intro there.
1: Oh, uh, dude, I, I, that's what I said in the, in, in the chat box. I'm lagging right now. This is wild. Anyway, hey guys, we're live. This is the Untethered <laughs> Podcast. My name is Matthew Roth, at mattroth five one two on Twitter. We got Mike Fagan, it's Mike Fagan on Twitter, and Derek Sabaticki, at Derek Sabaticki on Twitter. <laughs> uh, that is Mike inaccurate. You didn't send out a show copy or anything like that, so what are we talking about?
3: At Untethered Sabo. Uh, Thank you. Gentlemen, I didn't write a show list for today, so we're going to have to try to wing it. Uh, UFC was over the weekend. Uh, I was actually out. This is one of the, the only times that I was out watching a pay-per-view instead of at home. Um, I actually was streaming the fights from the first bar we were at, and then we, we went to a bar that had the fights on, so I lo- saw the last three fights. Um, but the one of the things I heard uh, during the event on Twitter and then uh, immediately following
1: was uh, there were a lot of decisions. It's awful. This was the worst, one of the worst cards I've ever seen. Uh, thank Christ for um, Abel Trujillo and Jamie Varner. Trujillo? Trujillo.
0: How can you <laughs> not
3: pronounce anyone's name right?
1: It's uh, Trujillo, but but he, he's close on it. So, like, I'll give him a pass on that. It's not like he's saying... Lander I did the last White. L too hard. Is that what you're saying? Trujillo? Yeah, it's Trujillo. Well, no, you, the, the, you don't pronounce the, the L's at all. It's Trujillo. Trujillo. It's yeah, you're close. You're closer than when you say, "We're Doom or "or Wanderlei." So I mean, we'll get. I'll give you a pass. All right, cool. This you shit gotta... sucked. No, but the, 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 like this, for 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 the record, like this was the worst fucking UFC event ever. Like this sucked.
3: See, I, oh. cause I, I having just watched the pay per view portion, it was. I thought it was a fine card.
1: Oh, it sucked. <laughs> there, were, there
0: were a few hours of crap leading up to that main card. You had seven straight decisions on the prelims, and uh, I don't know what the record no, no, no. is, as far, but as far as decision believe... saturation for a card, you've got, um. let me see here, 11 out of, tw- or no, uh, 10 out of 12, like that's a pretty decision-laden card.
3: I believe that it was the most decisions on a UFC card, and then Erica in the chat <clears throat> noting that it it was it has the record for uh, most in-cage time during an event. It's because there were fucking approaches.
0: Well, God, you know, if the WWE scheduled a pay-per-view like that today, we would say it was stupid, but you can't schedule a mixed martial arts. You don't know who's going to finish what when, and when you have a card with Clint Hester versus some guy you've never heard of, it was obviously set up a couple of times to get the finish, But, you know, it's unscripted. It's competition. There's not a lot you can do in order to ensure that this doesn't happen because I think the fights they put on were competitive. And even in a couple of cases, like with Clint Hester versus Andy Enns, they clearly wanted to finish and they just didn't get one.
1: To me, the big thing, though, is like the the people that we thought were killers, you know, a guy like like Jose Aldo, when's the last time he was actually – exciting. He's not a killer, it turns out he's just a monster. No, but, but when was the last time you were he was an exciting fighter? I was excited, excited during the Chance zombie fight. No, I was. Now the
0: Korean zombie fight was great because I enjoy seeing people actually challenge Jose Aldo and provide a uh, good foil for him and I think so full of shit. It I think No, everybody wants to talk shit about how and, and we're going to talk about Aldo Pettis here in a little bit, but I don't think that either one of these guys has transcended their division. I saw Ricardo Lamas win the fifth round against Jose Aldo, and that's the first time I've seen anyone do that against Jose Aldo since he was near death against Mark Hominick, who turns out is not really a comparable 145-er. But I think that Lamas absolutely is. I'm more than yeah. down to see a rematch now that Lamas kind of gets the butterflies and the jitters out. You could see him
3: wait. more comfortable as the fight goes on. Did you say you want to see a rematch between Lamas and Aldo? Sure.
0: Uh, the la- Are you I- fucking no. kidding me? Uh, the last no. round I saw Ricardo Lamas fight Jose Aldo, Ricardo Lamas won.
3: So no. one is well, one good no. round justification for a rematch? No.
0: It was one no. good round at the end no. uh, I-, I not an immediate no. rematch. But here's no. okay, let-, let me put it to you like this. No. Jose Aldo is done with one forty five, <laughs> and there's no way that Chad Mendez can beat him because Jose Aldo beat Ooh. Chad Mendez is twenty twelve. No. Well play weed to beat Anthony Pettis in 2011. So I think he needs to avenge that loss before he does anything no. outside of no. 155. Because clearly, when a guy beat you two years ago, that means that, or when you beat a guy two years ago, that means that you'll always beat him every time you fight forever and ever. I guess it's uh-huh. a stupid way to look at
3: it. But no one's no one's making that argument. You just so made right, it. They're saying, it saying that Aldo needs you to leave this, You just made no, this. Man to argue against.
0: Aldo has cleared out featherweight. Aldo's no, done he with hasn't.
3: featherweight.
1: No, he hasn't.
0: Who hasn't he beaten?
1: No, he's totally Cums... cut out that day. No, see? he does. I, I want to see Cub Swanson. I want to see that Cub Swanson fight.
0: Yeah, the double knee-to-the-face rematch.
1: That happened that five, five years ago? Six... That happened five years ago? Yeah, but again,
0: we- what we do with these champions now, when we say that they're done with the division, is we say, oh, we beat a guy two years ago. Hey, I Derek, have no interest Derek, in seeing that fight again.
1: Derek, are you excited to see uh, BJ Penn versus Frankie Edgar 3 I've seen that fight twice.
0: And it's zero and two, so a rubber match when it's zero and two on one side is a little bit different than a so, rematch. So,
1: but, but but do you do you have any interest in that fight? Is, I is, do, of course do. I do. Who doesn't Why? want to see BJ Penn maybe in shape? <laughs> No, the no, of course the... he does. Matt, of course he, it's in the UFC. Of course he has interest in it. Right, of course. Of course. Know, except, a... except, 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 except if it's Jose Aldo versus uh, Cub Swanson, and he has no interest in that because... That's a hard fight it. to sell
0: me the rematch on. We've had that discussion before, but yeah. DJ Penn hasn't three...
1: won a single round against Frankie Edgar. That's yeah,
0: not he true. He won a couple in the first fight, you idiot. Maybe, okay, maybe he won one round in the first. He so he not I think he won too. He had a there. Were, I think there were two oh, 48, sh- 47 cards. He should have won the. He should have won the fight, but Oh no,
4: he
1: shouldn't have.
0: Yes, he should have. New
1: Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you All know, right. fights between incredibly talented mixed martial artists tend to up my ante. They tend to get my ears perked, and BJ Penn versus Frankie Edgar is exactly that. And the question with BJ is always whether or not he's going to be in shape, and it's tough to not be in shape when you're cutting down to a new weight. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm done.
3: <laughs> That's a new record. 13 minutes in.
0: <laughs> but no, no, no. I, I love this. You know, Chad Met Jose Aldo's done with 145 because he beat Chad Mendez, who I think is unquestionably the number two in that division. Although Mendez versus Lamas would probably be a hell of a fight because he beat him 25, 26 months ago because he beat him in early 2012. And I just, I, you know, this whole champion versus champion thing. And Mike is going to talk about it here in a little bit because it goes with his UFC can't make the big fights. What would you no, have the, the What would you have the UFC? The okay, so Aldo doesn't want to leave 145. He doesn't want to leave the belt that's not not want... true. Yes, he does. He wants to keep the belt. He no, wants no, to no, fight no, 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 at 155? No, 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 no. He wants to keep the 155 belt if he wins, and if he loses,
1: he wants to go back to 145. He wants That's him. that's true. No, that, that's true. He said well, that. yeah, that's,
0: But
3: that why why would he We had this argument on Twitter, but why why would Aldo uh voluntarily uh agreed to give up the belt why why would you do that
0: because you want to go up a weight because you yeah. want to leave the fucking division if you but leave you can, the
3: division you leave the belt you can sign in the about agreement if if Aldo wins he vacates the belt if not he can go back featherweight
0: well isn't that convenient that's you know that's all
1: win no lose for him and then Pettis that's is not just all win a, no lose
3: he still loses
1: the fight with Pettis yeah but he keeps his belt and he's <laughs> a 40 but he's a 45er so it's a, it's it doesn't count and I mean, if yeah. Pettis
0: loses then he loses his belt and if he wins he wins
1: nothing it's just a big
0: win for him he's just defended his title there's no, he's not a two-time champ. Yeah, he also stamp. makes a a bunch of money. Like okay, this is, we this have is this the biggest.
3: This is the biggest fight either. We guy had
0: this or... conversation too. How many buys does Pedisaldo do?
3: I don't know offhand,
0: but maybe four fifty. It does not do five hundred thousand, and I don't think it's more than each one of them having their own individual fight, because I think that averages about two fifty apiece, at least. So yeah, you're making a play- smaller fight by putting these two together because neither one of them can draw fight. fly. Neither one of them can draw flies to shit. So you're paying two champions, two champion purses, two cuts of the pay per view, and they're not selling anything extra. <clears throat> like Don't it just it, it doesn't make any fiscal sense. This isn't some million buy fight like GSP versus Silva that's you know sitting on the table and they're just waiting for him to dust it off and do it. This isn't a draw fight. Well,
3: let's look. Let's look at what each guy has done in the last
0: uh, the last few fights. Yeah, Aldo has not headlined a pay per view. I don't think since Mendez. That's because Al- that, Aldo sucks shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking born. And I don't think Pettis has ever <laughs> headlined <laughs> a pay per view had... either. So we have no idea how these guys draw his headliners.
1: Aldo yeah, he did. Aldo... Oh, Pettis, Pettis just headlined a pay per view. But Henderson, that was the headliner. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was. Yeah, why is... I thought it was the co-main event. No, that was in Milwaukee. That was the main event. Here's here's
3: all of Aldo's pay-per-view uh, numbers. Uh, he did 180,000 against uh Chanceling Jung last year in August. He did 330 with Frankie uh, February 2nd at UFC 156. He did 215 against Mendez at 142. And he did 175 with that favor fight.
1: Those are all as the headliner? And those are all
3: when he's in the headliner.
1: Well, yeah, 164,
0: which is his biggest headlining fight, rematch of the fight of the year, 270,000 buys. He's not a pay-per-view draw. He's on a four-fight winning streak.
3: <clears throat> Here's what Benson Henderson did. Uh, uh, well, he did the Pettis fight, which is 270. This is just going for looking at the lightweight numbers. He did uh, he did 270 against Pettis, or Pettis did hit 270 with him. Uh, he did 190 with Edgar in the second fight. <clears throat> he did 325 with Edgar in the first fight.
0: And those are all of his pay-per-views. Well, what you've just described are two very bad pay-per-view draws. And combining two very bad pay-per-view draws... If the, UFC, if the draws... UFC can't
3: sell a featherweight champion versus a lightweight champion fight, then the problem isn't with the
0: two guys in the cage. Okay. Let's, let's do this. If they, if they tell these guys... You don't get to keep your belt. When you come up and you fight a champion and you try to take his belt, you don't get to fall back on yours as a safety net. If that's
3: the rule... But that, they, they let B.J. Penn do
0: that. They, let, and, well, they did let B.J. Penn do that at UFC 93 Four. against George St. Pierre. And B.J. Penn was a former welterweight champion at the time, so the idea of him jumping up to 170 wasn't absolutely insane.
3: Yeah, but you're saying if he's going to jump up to challenge at a different weight, well, then he me, I don't really like
0: I, I don't like champions fighting champions anyway. I really don't. Because if one of them wins, then you have the potential of a two division champion who's defending each division's belt half as often as it should be. With these champions fighting twice a year, I really don't want either the 145 or 155 title to be up once every 12 months.
3: Yeah, again, so I you don't can, like the idea can, of multi division. You champions. can write it into the bout agreement that if Aldo wins, he has to vacate the featherweight title. Then your problem is not there anymore.
0: Well, then there's no risk for Aldo. Then Aldo gets to have There's no risk. No, no, I said He gets to have his cake, which is a huge Pettis fight that he wouldn't get otherwise because he's a 145er. And he gets to eat it, too, which is that even if he doesn't win the better belt, he gets to keep an implicitly crappier one. I thought it wasn't a big fight. What do you mean?
3: You were saying that it's not going to sell anything, so it can't be that big of a fight.
0: Well... (sighs) You're an asshole, Mike. You make <laughs> stupidest arguments. You call back on the rankings every time they back you up, but when they don't, they're shit. Like, you use Zufa's past practices to justify them doing stuff now, even if you disagreed with them doing it when they did it. Fuck you. What did I disagree with? If, if Zufa did this with George St. Pierre versus BJ Penn, like, four, three, four years ago, early 2009... Does that make it okay for them to do it now? Were you pissed about them doing it? Then there's no consistency. You just pick whatever you need at the moment. I wasn't pissed about it. Whoa. You. whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Easy, easy there,
0: hey, hey, fuck you. <laughs> I am a model of consistency. You
1: know what I'm going to think the before I say it. The only thing are consistent about is that so you, you just suck on the UFC's dick. That's the only thing you are consistent about. Well, what, it's like a football fan sucking on the NFL's dick. Most football fans do because that's where the no, best they, football they, is. Most
0: football so fans hate Roger Goodell. You can hate Roger Goodell all day, but then you turn in and watch his product. I am a bigger critic of Dana White than most NFL fans are of Roger <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. and Absolutely.
1: That's, Absolutely. And that's when I call you a liar.
0: No, most football fans will just say, Aguidel's oh, a pussy. Or they'll say that the former players that are suing them are, you know, guys that are just trying to get an extra buck out of the industry that made him rich in the first place. Most casual sports fans are way dumber than me. <laughs> I didn't. I almost said than MMA fans, but I think that's pretty competitive. Your average football fan versus Jesus your Christ. average MMA fan. Pretty so. competitive intellectually. <clears throat> the point is, this is not like. Well, how would you have them do it? You want them to just kowtow to Aldo's every demand, and let him have everything that he wants. Like I, I don't see what? the motivation for Pettis to even take that fight.
1: So wait, wait, time out one second. I want, I want to revisit something. You said that MMA fans are smarter than <laughs> any other fan. Is no, you said?
0: no. I said I almost said that, but I didn't. I stopped myself. I said MMA fan. Your average MMA fan and your average NFL fan are probably pretty comparative in terms of horsepower in their brains. That's not, that's not even true either. Well, who do you think is smarter, the average NFL fan or the average yeah,
1: MMA fan? An NFL fan, one hundred percent. Why is that? Have you Why? been to a bar and watched a football game? Hell, I you're have. a Cowboys fan. <laughs> have you been, you been to a bar and watched that? a UFC fight? <laughs> yes, I have. I do it
0: all the time. And it's the same level of idiot. Like, we're not a special breed of moron.
3: So you were just arguing that MMA fans are smarter. smarter. And now you're arguing that they're the no, same. No,
0: I stopped myself before making that argument. I said I am smarter than most regular, than casual sports fans, most of them. I did not say that MMA fans are smarter than most casual sports fans because I think it's pretty close.
3: Tarek, I don't think you're smarter than most casual
0: sports fans. Well, I know you don't, Mike, and uh-huh. if I'd be more worried.
1: Uh, Shall we move on
3: uh, along the card here? No.
1: I want to hear no. Subo still talk about how <laughs> many fans are smarter than <laughs> anyone else. It, it, you you, know. When
0: I don't have an argument for you to criticize, you just impugn one upon me and then criticize it. It's a nice straw, man. You- it's, like, it's a lovely technique.
3: That's the best part about Submo is that he just projects everything that he does onto other people. Oh, I'm
0: being yeah. told that I made an argument that I was explicitly like, no, no, I don't want to make that argument, but now it's mine. Now I own it, so what the fuck? <sighs> <right. clears
3: throat> so, Matt, what did you think of the uh, decision in the Hennon-Barao-Uriah favorite fight when Herb Deem stepped in?
1: I, I thought it was, a, it was a bad stoppage. I, I thought that, that uh, it was a quick stoppage. Um, you could have made the case beforehand when Faber got dropped a couple of times to stop the fight, but when the actual fight was stopped uh, at that moment, it was a bad stoppage, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I, um... You know, the, the, the punches that the, the, uh, Burrell was throwing on the ground at that moment were getting blocked or hitting the shoulder, and... Um, I don't buy Faber saying that his, that his thumb was up so he should, so he should, so he should keep fighting because that's horse shit too. I mean, like, you, you do have to try and improve your position. You can't just, you know, defend yourself. Uh, I, I, do I think it's a bad stoppage? Yeah. Can you make the, the the case that it should have been stopped sooner? Of course.
3: Well, I think the other thing other people are
1: that had, you know, even if they hadn't
3: stopped or Herb Dean hadn't stopped it then, uh, you know, that that result was sort of inevitable at that point. Um Hen and Barrow have been controlling the fight. Up to that point, and it really started laying it on in the second half of the round.
0: And uh <clears throat> you know, so, By up so to I'm, that point we are we are by up to that point we need to stipulate. We're talking about three minutes and forty two seconds of a twenty five minute fight.
3: Yeah, but that also includes a oh. knockdown um a, a second knockdown. That right. Wasn't I, I just hate credited. that. Ex-
0: I hate that logic. That well, he's probably going to win anyway, or it seemed like the, it was a foregone conclusion. Even in a well, fight it's... with like a uh, Velasquez versus Rothwell, where Rothwell is clearly getting the shit beaten out of him, that <laughs> stoppage is a bad stoppage. It's so, it,
3: It's a bad. It's a bad justification for it. But it it sort of explains why the, you know, there, there's not a, a terrible amount of of people feeling bad for, for Faber, and that's right. mostly but, because he was well on his way to losing the fight, but it was a bad stoppage.
0: That is what sucks, because it, it it depending on who is stopped and the importance of the fight and whether or not people, you know, what they think his relative chances are vis-a-vis taking the title or defending it, people get more or less pissed about poor refereeing. And the fact that it's Herb Dean makes it even worse because it's not like you expect the ref to go undefeated and be perfect all the time. So when Herb Dean makes a mistake, you kind of say, oh, you know, he's normally really good. We'll chalk it up to experience. It happens. And I would like to see the same amount of fire at the decision itself, at the actual action, instead of having it influenced by who it is and where it is and what exactly happened and what you thought his odds were going into the fight because none of that shit matters. The problem is bad referee, and that's what the focus should be on.
3: Well and Dean's Dean's huge problem was that he didn't give enough he didn't give favor enough time. But also it wasn't like a decision that was a, a split second thing. You know, he He they had hit a, him in the
0: hand and wrist like four straight times. I really didn't hear any of that, you know, need to work, gotta do something, I'm gonna stop I, it. It was I, very fast. I'm pretty
3: sure I heard Dean say that he has to work or, or move or you know, one of those phrases, but but even then, like
0: um compared to like the mere Lesnar two fight. Where Mir is almost dead and painted across the canvas, and his corner's going, "No, stop it!" before Dean steps in. Like eight or nine unanswered straight punches to the face. Yeah, consistency is the number one thing you want from a ref. I, if you do something that surprises me, that's way worse than doing the same crappy thing that you always do because I can prepare for that as a fighter.
3: Well, and the, the other thing for me too is that you know the turtle is a is an effective defensive position. I mean the you know if if Baral was throwing knees like uh GSP did in, in the second Sarah fight um you know that's one thing but if he's throwing punches that you know were landing mostly on the arm
0: um where where say where that was that was about that was like a Herschel Walker TKO stoppage is basically what that was <laughs> um
3: but who who do we want to fight Barrow next is there someone
0: i don't care i
1: don't care i don't care <laughs>
0: I, we've talked about it a million times on the show, but I would, uh, I would have no objections and I'm pretty sure Dominic Cruz wouldn't have any objections to just doing that. I don't really need to see Cruz against, you know, I wanted to say Scott Jorgensen, but who's my stand in 135 gatekeeper now? Like who's,
1: no, Zach Markovsky.
0: There you go. Yeah. Well, that'd be a hell of a fight too. Uh, Dominic versus one size.
1: Yeah. That's a good one. Why not not, make that, make that fight happen. Why not Cruz versus your boy, Caceres?
0: Well, I think that's a bridge too f- I think Caceres is just now inching into the top ten, if he's lucky. Yeah,
1: I, they- yeah. Markovsky's a 125-er. I, I, I'm sorry, I thought I'm, I, I remembered him as a Bellator uh, bantamweight champion. I
0: bet. He was, and then Bellator cut him because he went 6-2, and two, and they just have so many bantamweights that are better than <laughs> Zach Markovsky. The fucking deep roster over there.
3: <laughs> Patrick Wyman noting in the chat that neither of those two guys
0: fight at 135. <laughs> That's true. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, who the hell else fight? Who fights at 135 that you, you would want to see Cruz Eddie come Island. back against? Eddie, Eddie That's anyway. a really tough comeback fight. If you're talking about giving and Cruz wait, Adam out, isn't a tough fight? No, no, but no, but <laughs> no, no, but you guys are all about, about bringing Derek Cruz back see... and giving him a
1: baby test. That's what you guys want. So who do you want Cruz to fight? I don't want a baby, baby test. test. I just don't want him fighting Hen and Moraleo for his fight after almost, almost three years. Yeah, which is probably gonna be closer to like two and three quarters of years. You could you could just say three years there.
0: You can you can just round up, it's okay.
1: But who would 2. you 2. like 7, to say five
0: years? You think that Eddie Wineland is like a fucking warm up fight? Because I don't. I think true. if you bring Cruz back in for like a three round fight, it needs to be against somebody who's not very good. Oh.
3: I wouldn't throw him in with Wineland. I'd throw him with someone further down the, the rankings.
0: George Mizug- Roop. Mizugaki, there. Alcantara. George Roop. D- George Roop, get a title shot.
1: <laughs> Derek, you're the fucking worst. Gotta
0: love it. I just it's think a tune-up
3: it's- fight. It's not a to contender fight. It's just to I, get I, him ready to fight the title fight. I
0: don't think he wants a tune-up fight, and he probably should, and maybe his corner will tell him that he should, and his coaches, I'm sure, will listen to them. But I think Cruz, you know, he was ready to fight the champion a week ago. And now he's putting pictures up on Instagram of him hiking up hills and running around and shit. So hopefully his groin tear is going to heal a lot fucking more quickly than that knee, and we'll see him by the end of summer somewhere.
3: McKinley in the chat asking, is Brian Bowles still alive?
1: Probably, probably off Fuck be, Brian
0: Bowles. Being a Brian racist Bowles, somewhere. That dude's legit
1: racist. He is,
0: and that's, yeah, he's one of the guys that I always got happy when he loses. Um, when Uriah Faber fucking guillotined him to death, that was a wonderful, wonderful experience for me.
1: Or when George Root beat him. That oh, was fun. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, can we talk a little bit about the overeem Mirror fight? Um, no, it was a bad fight. I, I disagree. I thought it was... Shooting performance
2: by Overeem. I it was enjoyed, just so
3: boring. I enjoyed Overeem beating the hell out of Frank mirror
0: No, you didn't. See, why can't we call Mike a liar when he says stuff? When Mike says declarative sentences, why do we call him a liar? Like, why am I the
1: only one that gets I, that? Because he's really enjoyed it. <laughs> no, you didn't.
3: <clears throat> so,
1: Matt, you thought it was a bad performance from Overeem? I just thought it was a boring performance. Like, here, here's the thing about Overeem. I'm not watching him fucking jab. That's not why I want to watch Overeem fight. I don't want to see Overeem just jab. Um, I froze. Whatever. I just froze. No, you're good. You're good. good. Um, you're here. you're good. Uh, you were able to hear me? I said that yeah. I don't want to see if Overeem just jab people. I don't want to see him, you know, take his time. I don't want to see Overeem go to decision. I want to see Alistair Overeem finish cats in the first or second round with brutal knees and ruin guts. That's why I watch Alistair Overeem and him fighting smart. Fuck Alistair Overeem. <laughs> <laughs> casual MMA fans, baby.
3: Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I I totally understood. You know, Overeem's only two in his last two. Frank Mears got three losses coming into it. You know, if Overeem takes a third loss um, with a near three hundred thousand dollar to show contract, like he's just asking to get cut. And I'm assuming he wants to keep cashing
1: those paychecks, so. You know. Yeah, but is, but is is do you think that the UFC is like like here? Here's the thing about those big contracts and those big name fighters like that, like you have to win excitingly. You can't just be like you can't just pick up Ws. Yeah, but like, they can't cut him. They can't cut him after a, a win. Yeah, but they can cut him on his next loss if they want to. Sure, but they
3: probably could have cut him. You know, I, I, I don't know why they would keep him around with three straight losses and making that much money.
0: Well, I mean, does that, that, a win like the one that he has over Frank Mirna, like does Overeem now have some kind of drawing capability that actually no, just buys his paycheck? That's what I not. mean. Though the idea of Overeem's contract, of any contract that large, is you can sell cards. You can get people to want to watch your fights. And while I'll always enjoy watching Overeem get knocked the fuck out, watching him <laughs> lay on a broken heavyweight for 15 minutes is not my idea of fun. Right, that's, It that, totally that's... makes sense, but different than you, Matt, I totally get why he's doing it, because a mixed martial artist's first job is to win the fucking fight. No, no, no
1: I, 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 I get why he did it. I don't need to fucking like it, and I don't need to, to say, oh, hey, I want to watch him fight again. I don't have to do either <coughs> of those things, and and quite frankly, the the way he fought doesn't make me want to watch Alistair Overeem again. I don't watch Alistair Overeem because he, uh, because he, he, he jabs people or he he's very uh or or he works through in bungalows or or no that that that's what you want to see Alistair Overeem do that is it that is it you want to see Alistair Overeem knee people in the guts and ruin people's guts
0: that's or what you want to himself because that is also entertaining
1: but like th- that's the only reason why people like Alistair Overeem it's not because like oh man he has this incredible personality and he's like really outgoing and blah 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 and is super loud and bl- you know, and and he comes back like like Chris Lieben. like Chris Lieben, If he's near knockout, he's always still fighting, or he he used to be. Now now he's retired. But, um, <laughs> but you know, like that's why people t- tune in to watch Chris Lieben. is one. He uh, you know, he he was the guy who was like. I'll get wasted the night before, and I'll still knock cats out. No, no, still... his cardio,
0: like, the night after a bender, when everyone in the gym is, like, puking into buckets, and he's still just running on a treadmill, even though he's up till the yeah, like, morning like, drinking. Like, that's just... He was a special athlete, too, on that but, show. But,
1: but, but, but that's the thing, like... I, turned, I I tuned in to watch Chris Lieben fight because I knew what kind of fight it was going to be. A, it was going to be one of those blood and guts kind of wars. I'm not, turning in t- I'm not tuning in to watch Alistair Overeem, who looks like a goddamn superhero... Uh, throw throw jabs and yeah, yeah. Like he he bruised up and and blood and bloodied up Frank Mir, but that's not an entertaining fight. That's not a fun fight to watch. See, I I mean, I thought the first round especially was good.
3: He he completely dominated the round. He he knocked Mir down. I mean, he took it easy in the in rounds two and three. But my thing is when you when you have a a, a one sided fight like this that uh, may not have been the most interesting fight to people to me the onus is on the guy who wasn't able to do anything i mean overeem can only do so much if mirs able to take the beating um but he can't do anything back like that that it takes two to tango
1: and it's the other yeah, but, guy who's but, not but, doing but overeem didn't work to finish
3: well he doesn't want he doesn't want what happened to to him in the brown fight or in any other number of overeem fights in the past to happen where he he tires himself out looking for a finish doesn't get it
1: and then <clears throat> you know is on the receiving end of a knockout
3: well and, I totally no, I, get
1: it yeah but, but that, that still doesn't excuse him from uh from criticism no I, I, I but, like, like just, 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 just because just because you've been knocked out before and, and uh-huh. you don't want to get knocked out that's fine man but like still if, if you have that big contract you need to justify it and he didn't justify it. that's what it comes down to he wasn't entertaining. That was a boring fight. You could say, oh, you know, it was really interesting seeing him be really tentative and, 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 and working uh, and showing his cardio. That shit was boring. Like, you're not you're not selling fights because you, you, you took Frank Mir to the decision. So what do you think Overeem gets next then, though? I think Overeem gets his pink slip because he sucks. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> people are talking about Mark Hunt. Um, that would be super, super fun, but I personally think that it would be nice for Miocic to get another notch on his belt, somebody who's probably still ranked a little bit higher than him, just based on the idiots that do the UFC rankings. I bet they do have Overeem over Miocic, so I'd like to see Miocic take that fight and leap from they, his ass. They,
3: they, in fact, do, Derek. They moved Overeem up two spots, uh, leaping over Hunt and Miocic.
0: I... Yeah, I, I think that having Overeem ranked over Miocic is a little bit silly. Although I guess beating Mir, I'm sure, is weighted more heavily than beating Gabriel Gonzaga. But yeah, that would be the fight I'd like to see. I think it has a little more relevance.
3: So I'm looking at I'm looking at the rankings here, and uh, for some reason in this last batch, uh, Dan Henderson just moved up a spot over Shogun.
1: That makes sense, cause Shogun sucks. <laughs>
0: I don't remember Dan Henderson getting guillotined by Chael Sonnen, so
1: Yeah, but they
3: haven't fought since I mean why why would they have moved?
0: That's, because that's there's the Because people get bored and they're just like, Oh, I should shuffle around my stupid shit. I don't know, we can bring McKinley on here to bitch about the rankings at some point. Just give him the whole hour to just fucking tear people down mm-hmm. one by one.
1: McKinley, just do it now. Just bitch about the rankings. Do it. Come he's on. Not gonna, no, he's not do, it, come do it on the air. Come on, man. You gotta no. pay
0: him to do it. He's in negotiations right now to bitch about the rankings. He's not doing it for free.
1: <laughs> don't make me blow up your spot. He's I'll not... blow up, I, I, I'll ruin that whole fucking thing right now, McKinley. If unless you come on and you talk about the rankings,
0: that whole fucking thing where you talking about like his marriage, like what do you mean?
1: No. <laughs> what <laughs> spot are you blowing up here? What what, what, what what he's negotiating for? Oh, don't well, don't make don't make me do it, McKinley. No, you come on and you give man. us free you give us free content. i You, I'm you gonna blow fuck... up your paid content, bullshit. Don't fuck with people's money, Matt. You know that. This shit's not right. <laughs> he left. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> Good man. Uh, yeah, we got. Uh,
0: we, we do have. Uh, uh uh-oh. oh. Uh oh. oh All shit. Right. All right. I know his uh, wife's mate. All right. Van Rees.
2: This is fucking bullshit. Here's the problem <laughs> with the fucking ELT engines. You have 60 people. You have 60 goddamn people. You have Americans. You have Brazilians. You have Russians. None of these fucking people watch MMA. These people only watch the pay-per-views. They only rank fighters based on people they like and people that Dana White tells them to rank. It's not a fucking coincidence that Hennon Burrell jumps three spots on the pound-for-pound list immediately after Dana White says Hennon Burrell is you know, he's the number one pound for pound because he beat twenty five fucking views in Brazil that nobody notices. You call out any of these rankings and it's the same answer from all these fucking people. It doesn't matter. I have my own system for rankings. No, <laughs> this is the guy, this is the guy that I think is the number one guy. I don't fucking care that Benson Henderson beat Josh Thompson. I wanted Josh Thompson to win. So fuck Benson Henderson. I'm gonna rank Josh Thompson above everyone because I'm fucking Ted Gruber and I don't know how to do my shit. (laughs) No, no. Fuck everyone who does the UFC rankings and doesn't do any goddamn research. This is why this is this is why this this is why you can have Roy Nelson ranked over a guy that he just lost to. This happened last (laughs) year. And it was on TV. It was on fucking TV. None of these people care. You should not have humans doing these rankings because humans are fucking stupid. Just have fight metric, put a bunch of data into a spreadsheet, and rank these guys based on actual fucking data. If you beat someone, you go over them in rankings. It's not fucking hard. Fuck it. I'm, no, fuck. I'm, I am done. Fuck Ted Gruber. Fuck Abe Cannon. Fuck everyone who does the rankings. I don't care who you are.
0: All of you.
1: even What about me, McKinley?
2: You have Mark Hunt in the pound-for-pound pound list. Don't fucking talk to me.
0: <laughs> well, don't you know, the pound-for-pound list is power rankings. Isn't that right, Matt? It's just who you think would beat everybody, so it should be all heavyweights at pound-for-pound. Pound.
1: <laughs> I actually, I, I put Mark Hunt in there. I just, hate you so I much. I hate, I hate everybody, and I just I fuck you, my, Matt. A pound of Mark
0: Hunt will beat a pound of any other fighter in the world. It's it would. flesh. Samoan Flesh. You can't beat it.
3: <laughs> Matt, you can't beat Samoan Flesh. Matt, Matt Roth not only put in uh, Mark Hunt in his pound-for-pound pound rankings, he moved him up one spot. Yeah, this what is week, he number, number six? Eight.
0: Like, where, where the eight. fuck is he? Like, right above Mighty Mouse.
3: He's got he's got Jones number one, Velasquez number two, Aldo number three, uh, Demetrius Johnson, Chris Weidman, Henan Barrow, Anthony Pettis, Mark Hunt, Rashad Evans, Ronda Rousey, Uriah Faber, Gilbert Melendez, Anderson Silva, Johnny Hendricks, and Frankie Edgar.
1: What, what, that, 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 those are pretty accurate. Yeah, because Jersey.
2: <laughs> yeah, Frankie Edgar. <laughs>
1: Jersey. Yeah, no, Fr- Frankie Edgar has done the damn thing at multiple weight classes. Yeah, but by done the
0: damn thing, we mean both won and lost controversial decisions.
1: Right, right.
4: He's done, done
0: He's done. But
1: it, no, but he's done it. He's the done damn thing it. has been done. He's he's proven that he can fight at multiple pounds. <laughs> well, well, not a lot of guys fight it a single pound.
0: It's a small weight division. That is the premature baby division. It is very, very small.
1: I'm just saying, Frankie Yeager has proven that he can fight at different pound limits, and eat a lot of pasta. Go see, go root for the stocks or whatever. And, 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 and here's the thing about my about my Mark Hunt rankings. I don't care. Like, I'm do <laughs> this. What what is like the New Jersey baseball team of choice? You fuckers don't have a baseball team. Who do people Thank go he's. for? Oh, I figure there's some Mets fans too. No, and then so- and then South Jersey likes Phillies. Yeah. Phillies. Okay. All right. Well, the fucking female horse. Here, here here's my thing about sports, Mike, <laughs> and you, and, and, and you'll agree with this. After the Super Bowl, baseball season should start the like the following Monday, like the next like the next day, right? Which is going to start to report.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, pitchers and catchers. What's going in. on? Mike is yeah. always excited when the pitchers and catchers come in. Mike like, loves pitching and like, catching. You're a baseball. He,
3: what are you thinking? Like <laughs> the lowest common denominator. Why that stupid?
1: Stop talking about baseball, you dirty bastard! Jesus. Mike, here, here's you're the thing. Big White Sox fan. And Mike, drink. Mike, you you never addressed it last week, and we still need to have you address it. <laughs> why why did you hold someone's <laughs> peanuts? <laughs> Why did you hold somebody's penis? I, this is like I,
0: a I, month that we've been searching for the answer to this, and he's
1: not sure if he did.
0: How is there ambiguity as to whether or not you had a dick sitting in your hand? Well, yeah. I definitely
3: put my hand on cock over the pants. I'm just not sure if I've actually put it skin to okay,
0: skin. Okay, okay, well, let's start there. Why'd you do that?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I was young. I was young. I was young. Young, young, dumb,
1: and looking for cum. Like, what are you doing, Mike? <laughs> what are you? What the fuck, buddy?
0: I was, I was young. Uh, hey, Hitler, why'd you kill all those Jews? I was young.
3: I don't know why you guys are so freak.
1: Nothing wrong with touching some cock. Oh, I yeah, when you're a I, I,
0: I, I, I No, I do it every day, but it's mine.
1: Or when it's your wiener.
0: Yeah, you, you can stroke your wiener all day, be nice to it, and everything, but somebody else's—I'm mean, just not going to be that. There's not going to be that level of care,
3: sympathy. Now, Derek, I expected this from you, Matthew. I did not expect this from you. Yeah, I've never. This sort of judgment <laughs> and, and <laughs> cockhole shaming—I, I just didn't expect it from you, Matt. <laughs>
0: I will tell you what, Matt doesn't like being on my team very often, but I think he's on <laughs> Team Subo right now. Uh, I, I don't, I'm yeah, not I'm, fucking worried about him defecting to Team Mike on this one.
1: I'm,
4: I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, me, buddy. I'm on. my own
1: team on this one, man. I'm a fucking. No, no. I'm, we'll a, be I'm on the man of our own blown Dick's blown team right now. Uh, Mookie, join we'll at the right sit time. Back to back hey, Mookie. Hey, team. Mookie.
0: Mookie, why do you have Heinz Ward holding the Super Bowl trophy? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Best joke of the show, and no one on the podcast of the fucking iTunes will get it. Great. I'll tweet it out. Um, So, guys, we got
3: 15 minutes left. What are we going to talk about? Nothing. We're done.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I've been excited about Machida versus Musashi since I can remember it. I know it's not the day after tomorrow or anything, but I still want to talk about it because I think it's a fantastic fight, and I want to get your early thoughts on it.
3: What fight are we talking about?
0: Musasi versus Machida, which in the olden UFC <coughs> days would have been a fight that we had been already been talking about for like two or three weeks. Like This is a huge, awesome, incredibly interesting fight at 185, especially with the new champion. And I think that if it weren't for the incredibly packed schedule and the fact that every week is fight week, this fight would be getting talked about a lot more.
3: It's a good fight. It's not a. It's not a big fight. I think it's probably. You don't
0: think it's a number one contenders?
3: It's a number one contenders fight, but it's not. I mean, Musashi is not. He has almost zero exposure in the United States. That's I
0: true, mean- and I'm. I'm not arguing that it's going to be some kind of a massive draw, or it's going to be very well watched. But as far as, as from a mixed martial arts fan point of view, I am fascinated to see these <clears> two <throat> styles I, go up against each other.
3: I, it's a fun fight for sure I, I, I was talking to this fight with a friend last night I, I think the thing uh, you know, Machida's a two, to, two and a half to, to one favorite coming in but the thing for me is that you know Shogun who is and, and John Jones have been the only two guys that really have been able to stifle Machida and Musashi's not a guy who's exactly known for his fight IQ
0: you don't think um, Phil Davis stifled Machida no no you think no, he got I it, he, Well, I think he. I think he. I don't lost, think he got his ass kicked. Got, no, I don't think he got dominated either. I think that was a competitive, dirty kind of bout, which is not like the Machida clinical. I don't get hit, you do kind of bout. I think that one kind of fits into what you're talking about.
3: Um, I have to go back and look at the numbers, but but I...
0: Musasi's not Phil Davis. Musasi's not going to be closing distance rapidly and throwing leg kicks and then shooting like shitty takedown attempts and trying to get out. These are two guys that are going to try to snipe each other.
3: Yeah, and. I think that's just a, that's just a, a a fight, you know, given the styles, that's gonna play right in Machida's hands. Uh, I, I think Musashi's a is a wonderful striker. I just don't think he has the IQ to solve the Machida problem.
0: Uh, that that's what I'm interested in seeing. I have never seen him against anybody even close to Machida's caliber. I give him shit for not being able to finish 185 uh, pound Keith Jardine a few years ago, but at the other hand, I mean, at the same time, Musashi is. An incredible so, talent. I uh, subbed Mark Hunt, which means he should get some fucking pound for pound consideration. And I, I, I'm fascinated by this fight. So you, you sound like you kind of think that Machida wins this walking away. What about you, Matt?
1: I think that Machida should win it. Um, just because I'm not ever really sold on guard Masashi. I think that he's one of those players that kind of gets by, uh, against crappier composition.
0: Do you feel that way about uh, Francis Carbon? Do you think that he's going to get severely exposed by uh, Jacare?
1: Yes. Yeah. Like, that's an easy fight for me to pick.
0: And really, if that's not a number one contender's fight, Machida versus Musashi, then you could have, like, a little mini four-man tournament for that number one slot right there, and the winner of that fight will fight Souza. And then you have a really legit number one contender for the uh, B- B- Belfort-Weidman winner.
3: Yeah, when we talk about uh, Musashi's competition, uh, if you look back at his opponents over the last few years, uh, Iller, Iller Latifi, obviously. Um, huge, <coughs> Kyle, huge win. Huge, huge win. win. Well, My biggest win of his
0: career is Babalu.
3: My Kyle, Oven St. uh Hiroshi Izuma, Keith Jardine, Tatsua Mizuno, Jardine, Bryan, was That's a draw. Uh, uh, that's a bullshit draw. Uh, a draw. Molo, Molo Wall, Goodridge, Sokuju, Babalu, Mark Hunt. Jacare,
0: Manouf, etc.
3: I mean, he, he had a good run where he had, he had some decent competition, but he's well, never fought anyone much.
0: As, Let's say this as much. As that as... loss to King Mo looks a lot shittier now than it did when it happened. Yep. Like, a lot shittier. Everybody yeah, thought King uh, Mo and... was the truth. Everybody was trying to put all three of those guys in the top ten at uh, light heavyweight at the time. That was a little bit silly. It was a little <laughs> bit fast. Although, I do still love Fei Zhao, and if he can stay... On weight and clean, then I think he'll be really, really good for a long time. So yeah, I, I think that's a fascinating card. I think it's a really fascinating fight. And do we want to talk about uh, Josh Thompson talking a bunch of shit on Benson Henderson? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I guess I did ask you, so I can't get that mad. But it's been fucking unbelievable. <laughs> that rough. Every time he got quote, every time he got close to me, I felt like I was able to get the body lock and just take him down. All the things that I had in my mind with him being strong, being a hard kicker—all those things—they weren't true.
1: I said no. I'm
0: going to skip half of it. Let me just tell you, he's not strong. He doesn't hit hard. He's not strong. He doesn't kick hard. All those things—none of those things apply.
1: So all those things—none of them apply.
0: No, although, well, you know, as a libertarian, he's got a very evolved speaking style. But what 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 you break your fucking hand on? Paper mache? Like you got hard bones? But like, what are you going for here? Well, it it, it was surprising to me in the fight that
3: Thompson was able to take Henderson down like he did, because it it really didn't look like he put a lot of effort into it. He was able to 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 get the body lock, sort of drag him down, and just took the back over and over again.
0: And that was that was crazy. And I think that he definitely believes in his technique, and I think that might even be superior to Benson Henderson's, and I'd love to see a rematch with a non-broken hand. But you don't do that when you win, and he wouldn't be doing that if he won, talking a bunch of shit on Benson Henderson. So you only do it when you lose, and I just think it's kind of a bad look. I think like Ross nobody doesn't in, care. Nobody rubs in victory like that. Matt, what the fuck do you got? Come on now. I, I just wanna I wanna thank both of you guys for not bringing up the Super Bowl because really like if the Bears <laughs> ever make it and fucking lose if if the Bears or Cowboys ever make it and lose by thirty five, it would be a topic on the We week show.
3: I don't I don't care about the Bears.
0: Okay, Packers then. That's right. You're fucking he wants to hold Aaron Rodgers dick. What happened? I have no idea. Your video is frozen but I can hear you. Matt is fucking with us. I just saw him smile.
4: <laughs> Matt loves
0: it when we fail. He's just, ah, oh, it's the best ever. Yay! I'm the best Shit. ever. 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 I'm
2: the best <laughs> ever. I'm the best ever. That's
3: Even true, like your
1: Next, yeah.
3: As, as Mookie oh, says man. in the chat, uh, Tony Romo would have won that game for the Broncos. He, would've.
1: he, would've. Oh, he yeah. would have.
3: He would have.
0: Oh, yeah Oh we... yeah. No, but seriously,
3: what, Derek, what, what? As a Broncos fan, what were you most disappointed with?
0: Cause... I was most disappointed with the fact we didn't show up. No, you guys it does, actually showed up. No, it doesn't take away from Seattle's win. Seattle's best – I said all week that I think if Denver plays its best game, then it can beat anybody's best. And I am not sure about that now because Seattle at its best was fucking scary. But we'll never know. We'll never know what the best Broncos team would have done against the best Seahawks team because the best Broncos team was fucking nowhere to be found on Sunday.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously Seattle got a, a, a couple bounces that that went their way, but it, you know it wouldn't have mattered in the end, given the way that the game played out. Um, <clears throat> there was, I, I know uh, Richard Sherman talked about the fact that they were able to to read uh, Manning uh, at the line, <clears throat> and they sort of figured out some of his hand signals for his audibles and and stuff. And and if you can get oh, a jump on on that guy, <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you can get God. a jump on him. And you know they their defense played great. Our, de- our
0: defense played great, too, and that's what I think people Everybody was scared that our defense wasn't going to be able to hack it, that it was unstoppable force versus immovable object, but we give up the safety, we kick the ball off to them, we hold them to a field goal, instant three and out, and an interception on our next two drives, and at the end of the first quarter, we're only down 8 nothing. That is Our defense did yeah. an incredible job, and our offense could not stay on the field, could not get them a break, could so not do anything. So where did the other 34 points come from? Well, I, the other third, uh, one of them was on a pick six, and oh. one of them was on a kickoff return. So the defense only gave up like twenty two points. Only. Yeah, which is, uh, and they completely shut down Marshawn Lynch. He I averaged mean- like one point two yards per carry on like fifteen carries. He did
3: nothing. I, I think the point too is that giving up twenty two points for the Denver Broncos offense is usually enough for a W even
0: in the playoffs usually you're going to be able to win with 20. We our, points given our, that low, our lowest point total of the year was 20 points. Was we, that the no,
3: Patriots game or
0: uh San Diego? San Diego game we lost. The Patriots game we scored 31. That's um they, like I, it, we have the best the highest scoring offense in NFL history. And we're shut out not only for the first quarter for the first time in the season, but for the first half in the first time in the season. We're only down three scores going into the half, and if we fucking finish that last drive before the half, then we're only down two. And then our special teams which have been historically bad all year. Hey, so 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 this is out of the back of the fucking end zone. I'm okay with losing Fox after the game. So this
1: is so this is really important, by the way. <laughs> um, so, so Warner Warner Brothers uh, is teaming with Ron, uh, Ronda Rousey for uh, something called Athena Project. So she's leaving MMA; like she's going to be actress. Uh, I'll, 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 post, I'll, I'll post the link in the. In the but no, as the Athena chat, Project is
0: still looking for a writer, it's likely that Rousey will be back in the gym prepping for her next bout. <clears> it's also tapped her for speaking to what it says is a wonderful life hack that I've learned. It's
3: also tapped her for one of the female leads in the upcoming Entourage movie. Right. So she's already she's already got a lead role. She may have two leading roles.
0: Sure. Maybe. And one of them is waiting waiting for a writer. So like like they say, it's probably going to be a delay. You don't normally fight a writer and then you're ready to shoot in like three months. So, you know, like prepping for a fight. I mean, an eight week camp is an eight week camp. It really doesn't take that long.
1: Dude, if the if she keeps getting these kind of offers, she's leaving fighting. We
0: will see. I I am not as pessimistic. I'm sure eventually it will happen, but I don't think the idea that she has three fights left in her is insane. Not at all. I think that she could wrap up 2014, maybe even go into 2015 a
1: little bit, and then, you know. Then I retire? Wasn't wasn't one of her
3: things, hasn't she talked about that she likes doing things in four-year cycles?
1: Four four, or five years, and and so that would be the end of this year.
0: Yeah, so I don't think the idea of I don't think she has one UFC fight left in her. I would be surprised if it was two. I think she's gotten more than that because I think eventually they'll bring Holly Holm over, and that will be a fight that actually interests her.
3: Well, what would prevent them from doing that later in this year?
0: Not a lot. I just think they want like, Holm if, to like if Ronda win tells the UFC, or two. if
3: Ronda tells the UFC, I'm done after this next fight, after McMahon. Like, that, I mean, that would be the perfect time
0: for them to get home. No, i would be the worst time to get home, because you bring home in, Rousey beats her, and then Rousey leaves. You bring home in after Rousey leaves, if you know when she's leaving. So she can be your new fucking champion. You don't sacrifice her to the leaving champion.
1: Wait, wait, are you saying that Rousey just gives, like, just throws the fight so Holly No, Holm can no I'm without. saying that
0: Rousey fights someone who's not Holly Holm for her last UFC fight. If you know it's her last UFC fight, you don't put your best fighter up against her. Because the only because if your best fighter wins, then great. But if she loses, then she has this unavengeable loss that's on her record, and that shit sucks. Who would you su- like I who would you suggest that she fight? I like Alexis Davis. I think she'll win one or more fight between now and then and that'll be fine. But
3: wouldn't then, a Holly Holm fight Make more money. Does she?
1: Does she have a bigger name? Again, we have this discussion. What does Holly Holm sell? What does Holly Holm
0: add to Ronda Rousey's pay-per-view drawing capabilities at this moment? The answer is nothing. zero. She does nothing. She does nothing. nothing. So it doesn't matter. Rousey's selling three fifty versus X. So you just sign X.
3: Tristan Morris is Oh, and oh, and Holly like Holm is like
0: thirty-one. We might as well fucking put her out the pasture. It's fucking Mike Fagan's fucking Logan's Run right here. Damn it, Patrick why may I expect better from you. <laughs> Being 31 does not mean you are shot.
3: <clears throat> Derek, you're so silly.
0: I hate um, all of you. I'm a silly
3: goose, Mike. Oh, said. the other thing too, Wall Jack. Why, why do you? Why do you? Why do you care if? if Ronda Rousey leaves.
0: Well, because I root for the UFC, Mike. Uh, I want them to make money and sell fights and reach why, new customers. Why? why because why. I like the sport, and the UFC is the best thing that ever happened to the sport. Well, I, I I hate to break it to you, but Rousey's going to... Okay, oh, I'm, I'm sure. It. I I am confident that she will, and I'm not gonna fucking hate her when she does. I'm not gonna say fuck you, you betrayed mixed martial arts because you want to get paid more money for working less hard. That doesn't make any sense. These are fucking free agents of free will. But I'm glad that she's here. <laughs> just free will. Yeah,
2: they have what free the will. That and that they mean? are free
0: agents. What do you mean? What does it mean? You want me to break down the philosophy of it for you? They're not predetermined. They don't owe me anything. They are they are free to look out for their own interests. Like I understand that. So I'm not going to hate Rousey when she leaves, but I hope she sticks around for as long as possible. I hate you.
4: I hate you. 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 He used to do this and then say nice things to me off air, but now he just says, no, I really do hate you. I hate you. He believes it. I hate you. 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 Fuck you, Anne Rand. Boy, we know you Asperger's, sitting in dark room reading Anne Rand.
0: You went gulp without any fucking talent. That's no good. I
4: hate you. You're just living in the gulf I hate you. 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 Oh,
0: I would fuck shit Coulter. I hate you. I would. I would wreck that chick. I hate
4: you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Terrible, things. I hate you. Punch her in the spine. I hate you. 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 I like how he takes a breath in between each one. I hate you. I hate, you. I hate you, 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 I hate you,
1: Hey, Derek, hey, Derek. A little short of breath, buddy. Hey, Derek. Hey, about what? I hate you. <laughs> hey, Derek, knock, knock. Yo, I was going to plug your,
0: um, your other radio show. Yo, yo, forgot. yo,
1: by, by the way, you suck, catch me on, catch me on Wednesday no night. You're fucking mad at this. Catch me on Wednesday night. It's Kidside Live on Kidside Seats. We talk pro wrestling. It's way better than this show. Bye. What an idiot. I you what a. gift.